to the podcast where we discuss all the trash reality TV we love to hate. My name is Tanika. And I'm Ava. And today we're going to be talking about Selling Sunset. But before we get into all of that, we have a segment we would like to call Hot Goss. Hot Goss. Hot Goss. You know, you know. Stuff that is going on in the world of reality TV that we're going to talk about. Yeah. So, first thing is first. I'm sure a lot of us already know that there was pictures and rumors that came out that said that Chriselle and G-Flip got married. Hold on. Maybe not. Apparently, they didn't actually get married. That right. they That they will get married officially in the future? Question mark? I'm confused. My question is, if you're going to go through all of that, like, why not actually legally get married? Yeah. I I I didn't get that. Because the headlines insinuated that they got married. Yeah. And then when you read further, you're like, what? So, did you or did you not? (laughs) I, I, and I mean, listen, if it's, I don't like. I don't know what the motivation was. Like, it looks like they got married. They got married in Vegas. I, so like, you can get a marriage. Does it not count when you're married in Vegas? Yeah, so they're just gonna marriage certificate. They're gonna okay. just get a marriage certificate and have an officiant sign it and all of that nonsense. And you know, it it doesn't cost that much money. So yeah. I don't know what's going. On. I don't know. It's very weird. But yeah, there's there's that. Another. Hot goss number two. <laughs> Even though we did not cover the other way on 90 Day Fiance, we were watching with everybody else. Right. And the rumor is Mahmoud has touched down in Las Vegas. Oh, sorry, Los Angeles, not Las Vegas, Los Angeles. Oh, oh. Yeah. Oh. And there is pictures here. I'll see if I can show you, Ava, for the and it probably is not gonna come up because it's like oh no. no. Yeah, it's but it's basically a picture with um Mahmoud and what's her name? <laughs> I can't remember her name. I don't know. I can't remember her name. Think Whatever. <laughs> I, <don't know. laughs> I can't remember her name right now. It's literally not coming to me. Me either. Oh, oh my Nicole. god, this is so bad. Nicole. Nicole, this is so bad oh, because wow. literally on my picture here that I screenshot, but there's a picture of Mahmoud and Nicole in LAX, and she has a sign waiting for him that says, Welcome home, Mahmoud. Oh, my love. Wow. My oh, love. Wow. You have oh, my to God. Add, you add that. You have you to add had that. To. Yeah. They're so, so annoying with that. Oh, my God. My love. My love. My love. Oh, honey. My oh, honey. Oh, oh, like, oh, my God. <laughs> And we all know, even though it has obviously been confirmed, but we all know they're going to be on another season. Yeah, Probably not 90 Day OG because they're already married, but they're going to be on HEA, which is going to make things so much worse. Anyways, so the next hot goss number three is this... More drama between Jamie and Chris. Oh, gosh. 
So I have so much to say about. I really wish we covered the season. I wish like we that. did too. I wish we did too. Um, because they they're a hot mess. First hot of, freaking mess. The one thing that I will say is Chris. Number one, I don't care what was happening around you. It does not give you the right to push your partner. Exactly. Then I don't care what she did or did. She didn't do anything. But don't anyways, put your hands on people. That's like rule number one. Yeah. So, but yeah, so there was rumors going around, which I'm sure a lot of us already know. There was rumors going around that apparently producers told the cast to go easy on Chris because she's in a fragile emotional state or something around those lines. This, no. So this was at the tell-all. So everyone has kind of come out and said that. Debbie has come out and said that and said, you know, we're supposed to go easy on her fragile emotional state, whatever, whatever, whatever. Um, And Jamie was commenting on this and saying, like, I hope they don't go easier on her and whatever. But someone, I don't know if it was Jamie or not, but some, oh, yes, there is um, an OG cast member. And I can't remember who it is now, but there is an OG cast member that says, and I quote, I know for a fact at Tell All, the producers do tell cast what to do. And yes, they instigate trouble. Oh, wow. Well. (laughs) Okay. Great. (laughs) That's just great to know. But I thought that was very interesting that. You know that that's so we're happened. we're admitting to that now. Okay. We're admitting to this now, <laughs> um, and I mean, I mean, it's not like we're surprised by that, but that is we are admitting to something. Wow! And the uh, another thing that I did find out, probably the, the last thing that I found out was now I don't know Ava if you're actually watching. Um, Love and Paradise. But for those who are watching Love and Paradise, um, as you know, Juan and Jessica, we have found out on the show that Jessica was pregnant. They had their baby. Oh wow! Their baby. She with the quickness. He was born on May twenty fourth. A Gemini. Uh, Yes. Give it up. I'm a a Taurus, guys. I'm a Gemini, guys. My birthday was yesterday, May thirty first. Thanks for asking. So the baby, and I'm probably going to just butcher the heck out of the name, but the I'll leave the last name out. But the baby's name is David Vincent Daza, uh, born at 1:51 p.m., weighing six pounds and three ounces. Congrats to the baby! I hope her children are now on board <laughs> with oh, the baby. Wow. Um, and from what I understand, Juan was not actually. At the birth, physically, he was zoomed on in. His cruise on his job cruise boat. Cruise. I don't know if he's on a boat cruise or what. I mean, she has said no more wow. boat cruises. I mean, when you, the show sir? aired, I mean, it's still on air. But when yeah. it aired, she was what, like three months pregnant? Uh, I believe two months. Oh, two months. That's two months. Yeah, oh. two months pregnant. Wow. Okay. So. I mean, congratulations. Um, yeah, congrats. I, I hope. Congrats. Do you think they're going to make it? Do you think? I mean, I don't think they have any problems per se, but right. I do worry about Juan being, you know, left in cow shit 
Wyoming. So (laughs) (laughs) I do worry about, I do worry about that. So anyways, the reason we are here, Selling Sunset, season six, episode four, between you and Brie is the name of the episode. So let's get into it. So we're with Brie and Heather at a listing, whoever's listing, doesn't matter. Um, Now we're kind of seeing that there was probably a misunderstanding when it comes to the situation with Emma and this client. They're now kind of saying, oh, you know, just doesn't sound like Emma and maybe the client just, I think the client was starting to start problems. That's what I think. But that's but just, it's like why? Like, what's why? the motive? You're a billionaire. Mind your billionaire business. What are you getting? <laughs> what are you getting involved in? What is this? Unless is that, even that doesn't make sense to me. I really think that Emma said something really casual, and yes. I think he just he misspoke. That or it goes back to what I said before of maybe this was producer driven, right? So, right. I think it could definitely be that um so there's not much else to really talk about with that conversation uh unless there's anything else that you can remember from that conversation uh not really I mean it was it was pretty much laid to rest with that conversation I think Nicole Heather just like you know validated that Emma is basically a good person and she probably didn't mean anything by it yeah, and it's not that big of a deal. I think, you know, Bree seems to accept that. And yeah, that was pretty much it. Yeah, nothing, nothing much there. Okay. Um, so then we're with Chelsea and Emma, and they're having drinks. And I write down, Chelsea cannot say the word accusatory. Accusatory. <laughs> what the, the hell was time, she saying? I was screaming at the screen. Like... <laughs> Wow. And then she turns to the waiter and asks him, and he's just like accusatory. And I was just like, (laughs) I mean, what was the real struggle here, (laughs) ma'am? Like, I'm sorry. If you're going to be a a professional person and and any, you should know how to say accusatory. But, anyways. Wow. So Emma feels that Brie is aggressive. Right. I think as women, we all have to stay away from the word aggressive. Right, right. Because why does a woman have to be aggressive? Why can't we be opinionated? Right. Why can't we have, you know, stand on our own two feet and say how we feel without people of all genders saying, well, you're aggressive. Like, why? Why? That's not necessary. And if we if we were to just just insert race into that, just for a second, black women are typically associated with that phrase yeah. as being aggressive. So when Emma said that to a black woman, yeah, I was thinking that maybe she would just kind of like, you know, but she's she's not Bree's biggest fan either. So I guess no. it makes sense that she didn't, you yeah. know, say, well, maybe not aggressive, but she was kind of whatever. So you know, it's I'm I'm curious to to see on a deeper level if Chelsea would have any feelings towards that word being used because again, 
typically black women are always called aggressive. If we have the tiniest bit of opinions, that's how it's perceived and and taken and exactly. received by others. So, exactly. you know, as as much as we can, we should be careful when we use that word because it does, you know, it can, can trigger some people. Just saying. And, and I mean, she is saying this about another Caucasian woman because right. is Italian, but right. at the same time, it's just like I don't like that. There, if you don't like what she is saying, that is one thing, right? Or maybe even how she is approaching it. But there is other ways to describe how she is approaching it, and aggressive right. just isn't it, right? Just confrontational is fine, you know. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Because she was, uh, she was, yeah. So then this is when we find out that Chelsea clearly did know about these two women that she brought to this broker's open um, and had the connection with these women and Brie. Maybe she does talk about the fact that they were from the modeling agency. And then she makes the comment about how, like, well, she probably didn't even rock the runway or something like that. And I'm like... Honey, stay in your lane because that is not what model agencies typically do. There is more to being a model than just walking the runway. Right. Like, what are you talking about? Like, it's just. But again, she wouldn't know, right? Like, she's just, she's just talking shit, talk shit. So. Well, at the end of the day, yes, I'm not surprised that she doesn't know because this is a woman who does not know how to say accusatory. So. So <laughs> exactly. Um, so next we're with Mary and Amanza, and they're walking their dogs. And this is where we find out that Amanza, I'm going to screw her name up. Sorry, Amanza's dad passed away. Right, and she's clearly taking that very hard. Right, not her um, bio dad though. Right, it was yes, it was her stepdad, father figure. Right, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. strong father it, figure. In her I life. think it's her step. It was her stepfather, although they, her mom wasn't with him anymore. But I think it was a stepfather. Right. Um, and then we also find out that she is also dealing with a health scare. We don't know what that health scare is. Yeah, I don't think we yeah. we do find out. Yeah. But you could kind of start to kind of feel, okay, whatever it is, it is scary. It is bad. And and I feel for her. So we're now at Heather's birthday. Yay. <laughs> and I write down mock cock. <laughs> because instead of saying mock tail, like how it's usually said... We somehow have to take it back to a sexual thing and say mock cock. Right. Because Heather's mom, it was it was said by Heather's mom, actually, and she showed right. up the group that her mom referred to the cocktail. Mocktail as, 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 mock as a cock. mock cock. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. And then we're talking <laughs> about dick sucking. Who knew? Oh, yes. Who, I, I'm sorry, Heather. I don't need to know whether or not you're sucking your husband's dick. I really don't. Yeah, I mean, it that all... was very. Uh, that was a moment because I was like, "Wait, what? Are, what are we? Who's? What's happening?" All power to you, because at the end of the day, I, I'm I'm I, I'm an avid listener of podcasts. 
I do listen to podcasts around reality TV as well. And one of my favorite podcasts is Reality Gaze, who I love. And their motto is, God doesn't care if you suck a dick. That's fine. I don't either. I just don't. I just think under the circumstances, there's more things we could be talking about in the moment than whether or not, you know. But anyway, right. good for your husband, though. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's happy. He's, he's <laughs> real happy. Right. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So now Brie is apologizing to both Chelsea and Emma. Emma, Emma accepts Chelsea's. Right. You know, sorry. Emma accepts, which I'm not surprised by. Emma's a sweetheart. Yeah. I mean, and I can appreciate that. And she did show her gratitude for that, that, you know, she did apologize because that's big to take a step back and like say, I I, I came in hot, you know, I messed up. I maybe I shouldn't have taken that approach with you because, you know, I talked to Heather or whatever, whatever that happened that changed your mind. It's big of anybody to take accountability and to apologize at the end of the day. If you genuinely feel that you came in hot and it wasn't warranted, like you didn't have to go that route but yeah. um chelsea? did you see chelsea's reaction chelsea to- does not so now you're you're backpedaling now you're taking a step back what's wrong with that what's wrong with taking a step back and taking accountability and apologizing yeah exactly what's wrong with saying i made a mistake and i'm sorry and she did it in front of the group by the way yeah so that's even big because one this happened in private she pulled Emma aside in private and spoke to her, confronted her about the situation with her client. But then publicly, she's apologizing to her in a group setting. Exactly. So, like, come what's on. What's the problem? Like, what's the issue? Uh, we'll she just get, really doesn't want to like this girl. We'll get to what, <laughs> what Chelsea's issue is at a yeah. later point. But, uh, yeah. But Chelsea does think that Mary should have stepped in on the fight between Nicole and Chriselle. I don't know how we got here, but we got here. I guess after this apology with Brie, Chelsea does, you know, say that we should have, she should have come in and, and dealt with the situation, which I agree with. I do agree that Mary should have stepped in because as Chelsea says, that's embarrassing. This was my broker's open. And you are letting this fight happen, yes, outside, but it still can be heard. And you just sit there and be like, well, I don't know what's happening out there. When <laughs> when literally Mary told Nicole to talk to Chriselle right? Chelsea's broker open. Like, right. I. Yeah. I, I think really, they would have had that conversation at one point, but not at the friggin' broker's open. No. Like. She made that happen, and that was uncalled for, and that was I mean, a shitty call on her part. I don't even know if it really technically would have happened if Mary didn't say anything, because Nicole didn't want to talk to Chriselle, which is also very telling. So uh, it's, I don't, I, I mean, at the end of the day, Nicole did what she did, but, and maybe she didn't foresee it going that way, but at the same time, you delusional woman, how do you not know that something is going to maybe not go your way? Because exactly like your reasonings for being upset with Rochelle makes no sense to anybody. Again, she has no awareness. Mary has no awareness of like no. anything. And she, she just, I get you want to take a seat back and you don't want to be 
involved in stuff because you got your own life. Everybody got their own life, girl. Everybody got things going on. So if that's your excuse for not dealing with live issues as they're happening right in front of you and you're in a managerial position, then you're in the wrong field. You need to pack it up or demote yourself. Yeah, I would say demote is a good way to go. So we're not, we're not trying to get her off the show. <laughs> we're not trying to get her back it up. I'm I don't just think Mary is going anywhere. I, I just guess oh to God. some extent, Mary is compelling because here we are talking about her. Exactly. She's not going I anywhere. I still like her. I, I do, no, I I do like, like her. her. And I think she's, she's a good enough person. She seems decent. Yeah, but um, yeah, like, you know, I, I do like her on the show. So yeah. Yeah. Okay. So then we're with Mary and Nicole. And we see that Chriselle apparently posted to Instagram about something. I can't remember what. (laughs) And she also texts Nicole the next day. And saying, like, where are the receipts of this? The reasons that you're upset with me. And... Obviously, there are no receipts because the reasons for being upset with you, Grishelle, is a waste of everybody's time and effort. Right. I wouldn't even I wouldn't even go to her and say anything. I would have left it alone personally. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't approach her because she's crazy. She's yeah. clearly crazy. Yeah. And you're and not then- gonna get what you want. Like she's not gonna be like, okay, you know. I made this all up. I just, you know, like, like she's not going to admit and own up to anything. Like what are you actually going to get other than more evading, you know, evading the question, you know, spinning it and pointing you in a different direction that you it's, it's not a fruitful conversation. So I don't, I don't think that Chriselle should have approached her. And if you do approach her, you make sure there are several eyes and ears around because this girl, she is, one to watch i realized i actually said this wrong because that's also my notes to what i was watching it was that Rochelle posted to instagram and she texted nicole the next day and then it was me saying so where are the receipts of these messages because mary i think was saying oh show me the messages or whatever the case may be like what's happening here and you can clearly tell that mary is not falling for it right I think like Mary and Nicole are friends, but I think at the same time, Mary knows that Nicole is absolutely full of shit. So I think that's kind of where you're kind of seeing things go. And even when things really blow up. Right. And that's why I guess Mary was so dismissive of it all. She's just like, girl, I got got an appointment. I got to go. So unless you go show me these receipts, I'm out of (laughs) here. Yeah. So the next scene we find out because in the group we're at the brokerage and we find out that a few of the girls went out to a party you know at night or whatever um and chelsea is now spilling the beans about an after party that brie and chrishell were also at and at the after party brie finds out about baby number 300 from (laughs) nick cannon wow and that Chelsea is kind of saying that it was really clear that Brie was really upset by this, that she did not know about any of this. And here Chelsea is telling everybody who wasn't there what's happening. So you can kind of tell now that Chelsea is passing some judgment on, on Brie, 
kind of see things starting to form a little bit. And, but at the same time, and I've said this before, talking about the kids and the kids are going to suffer from this. I do agree with Chelsea on that front. And, but at the same time, it's something like this that affects someone else's family. Chelsea, it's not up to you to be telling everybody what you're, what you saw. Leave that to Brie if she so chooses to go exactly. there. Like, who are you to divulge that? What if she was having a vulnerable moment with you and she needed a shoulder or a confidant or just an ear? And yeah. instead of being her friend or just, just a decent person in that moment, you decided to soak it all up and run and tell the group of girls that she works with her business and put her on blast. And even if, let's pretend for a second, the other side of things, and I'm coming from from experience on this, even if she knew that Nick had this baby coming, it is still devastating to hear whether you are in love with this person, whether you're in a monogamous relationship with a person or not, does it matter? It can still rock your world when you find out that the person that you're with is having a child with somebody else. Whether she expects it or she does not. And I think that's what Chelsea wanted to show is that you don't know everything. You're not in that relationship that you think you are. Yeah. It's clearly one-sided. Chelsea's trying to out her and make it known that this girl doesn't know the fuck fuck about anything. But when it comes to someone's family, Chelsea, it's not up to you. Right. So if Brie wants to live in La La Land with Nick Cannon being her husband or whatever the hell, right. then let her. She is not hurting anybody. Right. So what is your motivation for going into this? Just to out her and to Just, make her seem like, you know. Yeah. Like she's making poor life decisions and it's, I don't know. It's she I just really know. wanted to get at her because remember, you know, Brie did express that they they are together. They wake up together. They go to bed together. Whatever. No, you don't. And she tried to call her out right away. No, and but then now this is more proof that you clearly don't go to bed with this man every night. No. You don't wake up to him because why? Oh, baby number five. Nine months ago, he was in someone else's bed. Exactly. So, right at the very least, <laughs> right. <laughs> so that's what she's trying to show is that no, nobody's buying this story that you're selling. And I'm here's why. And I'm going to let everybody know. So Chelsea has a motive and it's coming. It's coming forth now. Yeah. Okay. So that is the end of that episode. So now we're going into episode five called Mismanagement. Uh-oh. Right. I, I wonder who that could be about. Uh-oh, Mary, we're coming for you. <laughs> <laughs> because we haven't already. <laughs> right. <laughs> so we start off the episode with Chriselle, Amanza, and Heather. And we're at Chriselle's listing. And we're talking about the differences of family life. And we talk about, now help me here, because I wrote down master manipulator. And this is a Manza who says maybe master ejaculator. 
<laughs> yeah, they're talking, talking about, about the cannon. Obviously, how did I miss yeah. that? Yeah, that was a good line from Amanza. That was good. <laughs> I mean, that really, truly, let's be real here. Uh, yeah, yeah, like, spot on. <laughs> clearly, he is definitely getting it right on the dot. Right, but I don't know. What are your thoughts? Do you like? Would you agree? Is Nick Cannon a master manipulator? Master manipulator? I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if I would call him that because then what does that make the women? You know, that agree with it and go along with it? Or do they not know the full parameters of this agreement? You know, I... I, Here's what I'll oh, say. Would that even matter? Would that even matter? And he's just really like, you know, recruiting. Because you Ooh. know, we watch a lot of shit. We watch. A I lot hate of- that. <laughs> recruiting. <laughs> I hate that because that's what I'm actually gonna. I was about to get into. Well, is it's not like he's asking them on top of everything to recruit others. You oh, know, that, that would be a little fucked up and a little shisty. But can, I, can we say next to him, anybody? <laughs> But I mean, I watch a lot of stuff. I watch that Our Father thing. Oh, my God. Remember that? Yeah. And then I watched this other one with this guy. I think he was in Korea or whatever. And he's like a religious leader. He formed this religious group. I know who you're talking about. Right. And he sexed down everybody. Yeah. Right? To get Mm -hmm. closer to God or he was God or whatever. So, like, I'm, 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 like, grossed out and freaked out. So when you're asking me stuff like this, I'm thinking of Nick Cannon in those ways. Like, do I get that vibe? I'm thinking cult leader. Yeah. Right. Is he really, that's his underlying motive. I don't know. I mean, I guess in a few years we'll know what's really going on. I mean, that's exactly it. For someone to come out and actually say master manipulator, we're starting to go into a universe of could he be like the Ranieri's of the world or, you know, like we're starting to get into that. And do I think that Nick Cannon is as smart as that? No, but what I will say well, is we're not going to underestimate him. Cause you never know. But that's not what I'm getting to. Right. And we're sorry. We're going to get a little darker here because we're talking about a little true crime stuff here now, but right. If that is the route we're going, then I get this R. Kelly feel to him. Oh. Not that aspect yes. of things, but in the aspect of things of someone like this has to have an entourage, has to have people who are doing their biddings and stuff like that. You have to have something like that. Now, I'm not saying the canon is doing that, but I'm saying if we're going to use those terms, that's what we're getting into. This is a lot darker than what Nick Cannon wants us to think. And do I get master manipulator vibes from him? No. But again, we're seeing, we're seeing a facade of Nick Cannon that maybe these women are seeing a different side of him that we just don't see. Right. So there is that aspect of it as well. But I don't think he's a master manipulator. I think he is a narcissist and thinks that his shit don't stink. Right. And a master ejaculator. And a master ejaculator. (laughs) My God. I love that so much. That was a great line. That was so good. But yeah, we we had to we had to go there because, you know, 
We we and and besides, we're lacking a lot of information, right? We don't know their agreement, his agreement with all these women. We don't know. It, it could be different. It could be, you know, the same for all of them. Who knows, right? Exactly. You know. So it, it's hard to really say right now with limited information. They don't speak of it much openly. Nick Cannon doesn't really he you know people make comments right to his face they joke they laugh at him and he takes it on the chin and he kind of brushes it off and redirect and you know evade certain things so I don't know it's hard to say we don't we don't have enough information right now for us to call him a manipulator definitely a master ejaculator for sure that's verifiable Okay, that we know that for certain <laughs> is definitely verifiable. <laughs> okay, so now we're with Chelsea and Jeff, who is her husband, right. at at dinner, and so you see, has he this... made an appearance before in previous seasons? I feel I like he's brand new. Very, <laughs> like I haven't seen him. I think very briefly because okay, Jason. I think knows her husband. So I think it's very brief that we, we saw him like once last season. Um, so you have like the waiter coming in and handing out this appetizer of the day or something. I don't know. I don't eat at fancy restaurants. Right. And they, I think they refer to it as, like a cigar or something like that, that you have to just like, they light it up or whatever. And there's like caviar on the ends of it. I yeah. Think. yeah. So I'm like, so basically it's just an egg roll. <laughs> <laughs> an overpriced egg roll at that. An overpriced egg roll. Right. Um, <laughs> but what do we know? You know, just saying what we, it really looks like. We, we don't eat like that. <laughs> right. Um. So then... She's talking about Nicole's etiquette at her broker's open and probably talking about the fact that Mary just stepped in and did something about it. Um, There's a lot more of the same thing. Right. Her husband's just asking her, basically, did you confront them? Did you ask? You know, that kind of stuff. So nothing, nothing really there other than yeah. expensive eats. <laughs> yeah. So. On to the next scene, we're with Roman. That's his name, right? Roman, Roman, Romain, whatever. We're with Mary's husband and Mary at this penthouse that he is helping Jason with. And I don't think we've mentioned previously that Jason has officially left for somewhere in Europe with Skip Smulu. Right. And skipping across the nation. <laughs> apparently. Jason wants this penthouse done in three weeks. Sir, nothing has been done. Right. How How do you expect that when you are there in person, nothing's happening. But when you leave for three weeks, you want to come back and magically a lot needs to be done. They need to be wrapping it up. How? In what world? And the thing, too, on top of that is like, here's the thing. I do understand from Jason's perspective that every minute the interest on the loan is increasing. I understand that. Yeah. But sir, nothing has you, this place doesn't have walls. <laughs> like so then we find out that 
apparently now the windows might have to be changed if you can't do this other thing that maybe can be done with the windows that would make it approved by HOH, which could then mean more time and not only more time, but $250,000 to replace these windows. And remember, he's already invested so much money into this. How much did he say? Ten million? A lot. I feel like he said he, he invested already ten million. He's he's yeah. He he's is so be digging himself in a hole. Yeah. Like, yeah. can you imagine? Oh my goodness. Um. Okay. So obviously, Mary's gonna be freaking out about that and stressing because right. I, and I'm I, taking on so much more. She's kind of in a difficult position too, right? Because you're working alongside your husband. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't say she's delegating or anything, but she needs answers because she has to respond to her boss. Like she has to be, she's going to be held accountable for everything that he missed in his absence. So she's going to have to show that she did her due diligence and she was on top of things and she knew exactly what was going on or, you know, she tried to mitigate or whatever, you know? She has to yeah. show something that she was actively doing something. Exactly. But this your man's. So it's it's she's kind of in like this weird position, right? Because she was, you know, like if I'm going in and I'm working alongside my man, I'm not babing you. You need to know that whatever's going on here is fucked up. Like she was talking about the wood on the mm-hmm. floor, like the sun bleached the wood. How did you in a position, sir? Mr. Mr. Mary, how did you not foresee that happening with those big ass windows as a professional? How did you not foresee that happening? You should be covering those windows. Exactly. Like, I feel like that was a fuck up on his part and whoever else is in charge there, the contractors, all of them. Like, how did you not know that? Like, I would be pissed if that happened. And you're trusting your place with these professionals who should have known that that's a possibility that this type of wood would be bleached by the hot beaming sun coming through the glass window. Like, I'm sorry. I'd be pissed. I'm just saying. I don't know much about nothing, but this much I know. (laughs) I'm just saying. I would be livid. If I've already invested so much money and, you know, it's, it's gone to shits because of something like this. But that could have been avoided for sure. Exactly. But what do I know? Anyway. (laughs) So then we're with Nicole and Chelsea. And they're having coffee. And then here we go again. Here comes the conversation about Michelle. But but let's back up a little bit. Did you see what Chelsea was wearing? I can't remember. She was wearing some bullshit from the runway. And she didn't fucking think it through. Because the bitch couldn't couldn't sit down. She couldn't that, sit. That was my initial thought. When I saw her, I was like, bitch, you're not going to be able to sit. Let's let's just watch this. And she's like slanting her body back in a fucking like you need to be sitting in a recliner at this point. You need to be lying down because ain't no way you're going to sit in that get up. And like, then it's they, ridiculous. And then like they basically justify this whole situation by saying well some outfits are standing up outfits only and i'm like no i mean girl you're on thin ice first you wore the fucking turtle shell turtle turtle and then now you're in this shit like come on 
you want to be fashionable so bad, like they all do. But I mean, they at least do. make it functional. Like you need to be able to go take a shit. You need to be able to, you know, sit. <laughs> Just the basics. Like what? I'm not wearing any outfit that's going to restrict me sitting my ass down. Exactly. <laughs> not happening but anyways Lord. i digress rich people problems we know nothing about this <laughs> nothing nothing so obviously chelsea's gonna take this opportunity to confront nicole about what happened saying that it was uncalled for um and and i guess she brings up to nicole like why wasn't mary involved in this conversation mm-hmm. And as we can remember, we didn't really touch on this, but when Mary was at Nicole's house and talking about the situation, Mary literally says, I don't want to deal with it. Yeah. Like she literally does say that. So Nicole does mention Mary didn't want to have the conversation. She didn't want to be a part of it. She was very dismissive in that moment. So very. Yeah. Um, And yeah. So Chelsea, you know, says like, you know, Shouldn't the manager be handling conflicts between employees? Yes. Yes. Absolutely. She definitely should be. So apparently now Brie and Emma are going to be having this little competition about this $83 million home and see who can sell it first. Um. That's none of our business. business. (laughs) I'm just like, okay. And, um, so yeah, they start talking about, Bree having a house that they're going to be leasing for $50,000 instead of buying or selling it or whatever, which seems like a good idea. It's not horrible. And then for some reason, Mary's like, well, why would you try to sell the house? Why are you going to lease it for? Like having that kind of attitude. And I'm just like, if Brie has something that's working out that can then maybe then turn into something later, why right. wouldn't you do that? Right. At the end of the day, the only person that's truly really affecting is Brie. Sure, on a whole, it can affect the brokerage, but you deal with the cars that are dealt, and this is what's been dealt to her. Right. And then Chelsea decides to confront Mary about Nicole and Chriselle's fight. And again, Mary did not want to be a part of it. You can kind of tell that she's trying to act like nothing happened and I don't want to deal with it and blah, blah, blah. But again, you're the manager. This is your job. You have to deal with conflicts when Jason and or Brett aren't there. And this is exactly what Mary gets into is the fact that she does not want to deal with this. Let's wait until Jason comes back. As if he's going to be any better at this. (laughs) No. And And the thing is, it's like, you have been entrusted to be the manager by not just Jason, but Brett as well. And you're deciding that I don't want to deal with this. I'm taking a back seat. Guess what? You're not just their friend. You are their manager during nine to five or however long you guys work for. So this is your job to deal with conflicts between your employees. I, and again, I just go to the fact that I don't think Brett and Jason thought this all the way through. Absolutely. 
And I, I just don't understand why Mary continuously defaults to Jason. Like sh- he's her safety blanket. It's actually right. sad. Yeah. That you should be able to deal with things that are being handed to you. Right. When they come. And I mean, and she's in that role where this is actually her wheelhouse. This is her thing. This is her like her scope of duties. You know what I mean? For a manager yeah. to deal with this type of stuff. So it doesn't really involve Jason. Jason's at a higher level, let's say, mm-hmm. and she's management. So this is her problem. You don't just go to go escalate it up the the ladder. You should be able to put this to bed this is not something that requires jason's attention this is small fish okay this is get like everybody in line and get it together this is like if i have a problem and i'm not going to name names here but obviously you probably will know who i'm talking about this is like <laughs> me going to our managing partner and saying i'm having a problem with this person no i have a manager that i right. go to and i and i say i'm having this problem with this person can we address this yeah why would i need to go to my managing partner and give him this information that is ridiculously stupid right when i can deal with something like this with my manager that is what she has been entrusted to deal with that is her job exactly and my managing partner has his job i guess it's because they don't have that typical business structure company structure they they operate like a family oh it's family so i guess that's why she feels the need that oh i could just go to jason and whatever whatever so it's not i could see why she would also want to involve him because you know that's not only her friend but that's her ex that's her you know it's it's like they don't view it as i'm going up the ladder it's yeah. just literally no. Let's get Jason, my friend, involved, and like you know. So exactly. for them, it's a little bit different, but they should have something better in place where everybody's not so, you know, it's not a family oriented business. Like let's get let's throw that whole thing away. You know, but you can still have that structure of a business. Like that's kind of how it is at my work. We have that feel as well, but right. we still have a structured. Company. exactly you know who to so, go to for what and you know exactly. that it will be handled accordingly they don't have anything like that in place yeah. it's literally like let's figure it out as we go and get everybody involved and it's just it's too much it's too much yeah, yeah. well that's the end of that episode any right. other thoughts that we have before we close this out no, not really but if you thought it was spicy it was getting spicy it gets even spicier. It definitely so, does. Yeah, if you want, if you haven't um, caught up to all the episodes, you know you'll have our hot take on everything in due time because we still got plenty thoughts left. So yeah, definitely stay tuned. Okay, so with that said, please rate and subscribe to our podcast. Again, we're on everything you can rate on uh apple Podcasts and spotify uh if that's your favorite podcast app uh again please share with your friends your fam 
mm-hmm. your significant other, whoever it is, share with everybody. And you can also visit us on our socials. We currently have Facebook and Instagram, a reality tea times two. And if you want to email us, you can definitely email us all the links to the socials, uh, email, just all the information you want in order to contact us and get in contact with us will be in the show notes of this episode. So thank you again, everybody. Yes. Thank you all so much for listening and there's more to come. So we'll see you in another one. Yes. Bye. Bye.